0: tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to the third episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And today on the show, I wanted to go over the question that I get asked the most often, which is when will I feel better again and when will this no longer hurt? And I totally get why this is the question that is most often asked because breakups are so incredibly uncomfortable. They're so painful. And biologically, as human beings, we don't like being in pain. And the goal is always to escape that feeling as quickly as possible. So when we're in that amount of pain, all we want to do is get out. So we want to have this benchmark in our head or this goal in our head that I only have to make it one month, two months, and then I'll no longer feel this. So I completely understand that thinking. And I wish I could give everyone this magic number of months that it's going to take to have the feeling go away. But unfortunately, I can't give you that number. It's such a case by case basis. And it really depends on The relationship, how long it was, and a lot of it depends on what you're doing in your healing process. So that's what I'm going to go over today in the episode. But I love the saying that grief is not linear. And in my experience, breakup pain comes in waves. So, you know, when I was going through my breakup, I would start feeling better, and then all of a sudden, something would hit me like a ton of bricks, and I would be right back in that pain again. And I think that's super normal during a breakup. So if you've gone through a period where you're feeling better and then all of a sudden the pain comes back, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. That doesn't mean that you need to go crawling back to your ex. I think it's just a very normal part of the healing process. So today I'm going to talk about some of the factors that can extend the recovery or make it more effective. And I don't want to use the term shorter because this, again, is such on an individualized level, but I am going to talk about things that will make the healing process better in my own experience. I also want you to keep in mind that there are ways to quote-unquote get over the breakup quickly, or at least it will seem like you're getting over it quickly, So these are things like getting into a new relationship or numbing out your feelings with nights at the bar all the time, or just straight up ignoring your feelings. So all of these things will give you the illusion that you're over the relationship, especially if you're hopping right back into a new relationship. But I can assure you that this is a temporary solution and the pain from that breakup will come up later on. So if we stuff our feelings down, it's important to remember that they don't just go away. Feelings will not just go away if we don't attend to them. And they'll only just sit there to come up later on when they are triggered maybe by a new relationship or they're triggered completely out of nowhere and you have no idea where it came from. Those are typically feelings that we never looked at and never addressed, so they get you know, kind of trapped in us. So it's important to go through this process. And it's important to, you know, what I'm a big advocate for is going through your breakup, not sidestepping it, not going over it, not, you know, taking those kind of shortcuts. So, and this isn't, you know, the instant gratification way out. So if you're listening to this episode because you thought I was going to give you some secret shortcut to get through your breakup, I'm sorry to report that that's not the case. However, I can promise that doing it this way will give you healing that's long lasting so you can fully open yourself up into future relationships. Let's get into some of the ways to make your healing process more effective. The first one is crying, and I was told that every breakup comes with a certain amount of tears, and they're going to have to come out sometime. It's important to let tears come out instead of just stuffing them down, and this was a really hard one for me to learn. You know, growing up, I think I have a story like many other people where I did not feel comfortable crying. I was always really conscientious of not wanting to make other people feel uncomfortable. If I started crying in front of them, I always felt crying was something I did not want to do. And what would happen is all of a sudden, because I wasn't, you know, slowly letting my feelings out, they would build up into this kind of volcano and I would have this huge meltdown. So going through my breakups in a healthy way was a big learning tool for me to, to realize that I was able to let tears out as they came up. And one of the ways I did that, and you know, it's different for everyone, but I have this playlist on my Spotify and I call it my crying playlist. If I feel like I have some tears coming up and I know I just want to let them out, I will get in my car, go for a drive and listen to that cry playlist and just really let it all out. And what I ended up learning was that it was a huge release and It really helped in my healing process because it allowed me to not let those feelings just sit. It let them come up. And, you know, we just lost someone super important to us. So, you know, crying is going to be part of that grieving process. I think everyone has their own kind of style of crying. Um, My best friend shared that she loves to cry in the shower because You know, being in the shower and being wet, you don't actually feel like you're crying. So that's what works for her. It's going to take, you know, you figuring out what works for you. The next thing I want to talk about is something that I can promise you will extend your healing process, meaning that it will cause you to take longer to get out of the pain. And that is staying in contact with your ex. If you listen to my last episode, I did a whole thing on the no contact rule, which, you know, I'm a huge advocate for. But by talking to your ex, it might appear that it's making you feel better because you're not instantly completely losing someone. You still have that little bit of contact. But What that's going to do is it's not going to force you to jump right right into the healing. It's going to extend that where, you know, you'll think, oh, I'll just keep talking to him and you'll have that thing in the back of your head of maybe at some point we'll get back together. So by, you know, staying in contact and or even, you know, looking at their social media, anything that's going to keep you connected to your ex in that way and, You know, I completely understand if you have kids with your ex, that's another story, but for most of us, when we're navigating that process, the more we're staying in contact with them, whether it's through social media or over the phone or even seeing them in person, that is going to make the healing process take longer, so definitely keep that in mind. The next thing that I believe makes the healing process more effective is making your journal your very best friend. You're going to have a lot of emotions come up during this time, and if they just live in your head, I know for me, they just end up spinning like a hamster wheel and end up driving us nuts. I always recommend dedicating five minutes to journaling every single day, and if you're new to journaling, just write whatever is on your mind. Maybe what you have to do today, how you slept the night before, just put down whatever comes up and it will get easier with time but really dedicate time to this. I journaled almost every single day for months after my last breakup and it was a game changer. And what is cool later on is I will go back and read some of those journal entries and now being so disconnected from the pain it's really cool to see to see my entire process. And typically, what keeps people from healing from their breakup is they don't process their feelings, like I mentioned. So I have found writing to be the number one way that I'm able to process my feelings because I'm always being truthful because I have no one to lie to except to myself. And it's just a really great tool that I cannot recommend more. I always tell people if you're going through a breakup on a deserted island and you can only bring one thing, it would be a journal. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And the next is to keep your friends in the loop about what's going on. It's almost impossible to heal by ourselves. And while we do need to do a lot of individual work, we're going to need the help of our community as well. Be sure you're keeping in touch with your close circle, whether that's seeing them in person, getting coffee, or calling them on the phone. What that's going to do is they're going to help give you perspective on the breakup and of your relationship. And I find that my friends are mirrors of me. Sometimes it's really hard to see things in ourselves. And that's why, you know, having friends can be really beneficial because they can see things that we don't see in ourselves and we can see things in them that we couldn't see in ourselves. And so that can add to the healing process, learning lessons, and it's also a really beneficial thing to have people that can relate to you. Sometimes healing can take longer because we feel alone, so we don't want to talk about it. And when we talk to our friends, they can say, oh yeah, I've been through that too. This is what I did to make me feel better. That's a really powerful thing to be able to take advantage of. So be sure that you're keeping your friendship circle really close during this time. We can often let our egos get in the way and think, You know, I hear this a lot of people saying, I feel like I'm talking to my friends too much about my breakup. And we want to make sure that when we are venting to our friends about our ex that they have the capacity to handle it at that time. But I doubt that in your close circle, you'll have friends that will say, oh my God, I can't believe you're still talking about that breakup. People want to support us, but we do have to reach out and ask. So be sure that you let your guard down and do that. The next topic is anger, and I think anger can get kind of a bad rap, but it is part of the traditional grieving process, and I have found that the breakups where I never got angry were the ones that typically lasted longer. I was always someone quick to forgive and act like something didn't bother me, but deep down, I think there's always some source of anger that comes from a separation whether that's at ourselves or at the other person. And that's okay. It's not something that we need to be ashamed of. I grew up thinking that anger was a negative emotion and that I shouldn't be feeling that, but that's not the case. There are some breakups where it's easy to get angry. For example, if we are cheated on and of course being cheated on is extremely painful, but I think going through breakups where we have a very strong source of anger can sometimes make it easier because we want nothing to do with them. It's the breakups where we are not angry at the person and we're just sad that it ended that can sometimes make it harder. And anger probably won't come up right away. It can take some time, again, and this is why it's so important to be processing our feelings because Sometimes anger is hidden under a few different layers, so we need to make sure that we are digging and reflecting and feeling all of those things. But when you do reach the point of feeling anger towards your ex, I recommend expressing that in a healthy way. Anger is not something that we want to hold on to. It can get really toxic when we just hang on to anger and resentment. And one thing that I recommend, and it was something that was recommended to me, is when you do reach that point of anger, write them an FU letter. And in this letter that you will, of course, never, ever send to your ex, but it's just for you, I want you to completely vent out what you're mad about, anything you feel resentful t- you know, about or any kind of qualms you still have with your ex, get that all down on paper and you know, share it with a friend. And this will be another huge point in the healing process. And I think it was a big obstacle for me to get over, but it definitely showed progress for me. And then we can't talk about anger without talking about forgiveness. And I think this is one of the final stages of the healing process. So when you can get angry and then forgive is when I believe you can truly let go. And that's because you've the feelings you've acknowledged them, and then you let it go, and you're able to let it go. And if you haven't been able to tell already, I love giving writing assignments, so I always recommend that when you get to a point where you're even just the slightest bit willing to forgive, you don't have to feel you know completely forgiving, but just having an inch of willingness to do it write, try, or at least try writing a letter of forgiveness to your ex. And also I recommend writing a letter of forgiveness to yourself. Sometimes the healing process takes forever because we are still holding resentment towards ourselves. And I have gone through this in so many of my relationships and breakups, holding on to this anger towards myself. So that was actually probably the most transformative thing I have ever done in any of my recovery journeys is forgive myself. And I wanted to share a specific story that I went through. And if you've listened to the previous podcast, you know that I was in an abusive relationship from 18 to 21. And years after that, whenever I heard his name or thought about the relationship, I got hot with anger. I had so much anger stuck within me that it was preventing me from having happy relationships and it was preventing me from having peace and serenity. And It was one morning where I was reading kind of one of those reflection books and the topic of forgiveness was in the writing. And at this point, I had been doing a lot of journaling and reflecting and digging. So I was doing the work that led up to this. But for whatever reason, that reading that morning just struck a chord with me. And I got out my journal and I wrote a letter of forgiveness to this man that did so much wrong to me. You know, he stole money from me, he hurt me, he dramatically altered my self-esteem that took years to recover from. So this man really did a lot to hurt me and I was able to forgive him and I was able to forgive myself and just, you know, say that I was doing the best I could, he was doing the best he could, he was sick, I was sick, and that's okay and I let him go. And it had been, you know, at least probably two years since we had been together And from that point, I lost that feeling of rage and I was able to go on peacefully. So I can't stress enough the importance of having that forgiveness part in your journey. And after all of these tips and exercises, I want you to remember again that even though I'm giving you very specific things to do, this is not a secret handshake to get rid of your breakup pain. And it will not make the pain instantly go away. You're very likely to still feel some feelings. And that's okay. No matter how much time has passed, we can make this process so much harder on us if we tell ourselves, which I've heard from so many people, it's been X amount of months. I should be feeling better by now. I want you to let go of the should. You are going to feel this way until it is released. You know, obviously, if it's been five years since your breakup, I think you have some digging to do if you're still feeling a lot of pain around it. But I want to talk about the importance of accepting where you're at. And if we're feeling shameful about how we're feeling about a breakup, we're literally just adding another layer of pain for us. And that's all self-imposed. So accept that you may not have the closure that you want, accept that you may not be feeling Quite as happy as you want to at this time. And that just means maybe there's some more digging to do. And a lot of the time, we just need to let time step in and do its job. Accept where you're at and always have it in the back of your mind that this too shall pass. I can promise you, you will not feel this way forever. So be patient. Um, Enjoy the times when you're not feeling in pain. And just remember that when you do get into pain, Utilize some of the tools that we've talked about in this. Grab your journal, do some writing, call a girlfriend. You know, you don't have to just sit and mope in this kind of pain. There are ways to, you know, alleviate it. But I hope that some of these tips gave you some guidance and gave you some relief. But always remember that this too shall pass. No pain can last forever in its current form. You will be happy again. You will find a partner that's even better than the one that you just had. So be patient and hang in there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.